together growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 27, from verse 54. This takes place exactly after Jesus had just died. The centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly when they saw all these great miracles. And the centurion said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were many women who were looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate handed it over. Taking the body, Joseph wrapped it in clean linen and laid it in the tomb. They rolled a huge stone around or across the entrance of the tomb and departed. But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary remained sitting there facing the tomb. One of the most beautiful liturgies in the liturgical year of the church is the Easter Tridium, starting with Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, which leads us eventually to an Easter Sunday. And one of the most beautiful reflections and days within the Tridium for many reasons is Holy Saturday. It is a quiet day. It is a day in between death and the resurrection. It is a day filled with mixed emotions. It is a beautiful day in a sense that you go into an empty church. You go into a dark church. The liturgy begins with darkness. And you stay in this dark, empty, quiet church. And the liturgy forces us to, to settle down. It forces us to keep quiet. It forces us to face the reality as we hang between the Good Friday and the Easter Vigil, Easter Sunday. We hang between death and life. And there are a few things that I would like us to reflect on. Verse 54 of Matthew 27. The centurion and the men who were keeping watch over Jesus, having seen the great miracle of the earthquakes and the tombs being opened in verse 52, and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep, who were being raised, that led all of them into a great sense of awe, of wonder. Hence, they use the word fear. But the fear 
if you go back to the original Greek word, it is not the fear that terrifies, but it is a fear that is beautifully put on the lips of the centurion. It is a fear that leads to the proclamation of faith. They are filled with amazement. They are filled with awe. The experience of the dying, the experience of the Good Friday, the experience of the death of Jesus leads these men into a greater proclamation. Truly, this man was the Son of God. And the centurion, I want to argue, speaks on behalf of this man. Having sinned what the Lord has done, they can only but worship. In verse 55, there were many women who were looking on from a distance. That's a powerful word. We know in the scriptures that there were people who followed Jesus from a distance. We know in the gospel of Luke chapter 15 that a young man, one of the two sons, the younger one, he left for a distant country. So when, when the scripture says there were women who followed Jesus, who had been following him, who had been ministering to him, who had been there for him, during his ministry, they were not there from a distance. They were very close to him. They journeyed with him. They listened to his word. They were fed by his word. And some of them will have been healed by the same God. Some of them will have had great testimonies about how their daughters were healed and how in the Gospel of Mark and in Matthew, how this woman who had suffered for 12 years, having a hemorrhage for 12 years, she will tell her own story. Mary of Magdala and Martha will tell the whole, their own stories of how this man who is now dead had raised their brother Lazarus. But what fascinates me the most is that they did not abandon Jesus. Yes, they could not be as close to him as they were while they were still alive, but they still remained at a distance. And the scripture says they followed him. They followed him at a distance, and they were there. Because they know what Jesus had done. And we know we are given into another greater reality as we know that Mary of Magdala, Mary the mother of Jesus, and Mary the mother of the sons of, the Zebed of Zebedee, were standing at the foot of the cross. Now we find these women who are speechless. Remember that the centurion was able to vocalize, to echo his own faith. These women are not able to, to say it in words. They say it in action. And that for me is something absolutely interesting. They're looking from a distance. Yes, we know that Joseph of Arimathea goes and he fetches the body of Jesus and Pilate allows him. 
and they put the body of Jesus in the tomb and they closed the entrance with a huge stone. Verse 61 for me is fundamentally a turning point. Verse 61, the but. But Mary Magdalene and the other Mary remained sitting there facing the tomb. But is a beautiful word in, in any grammatical formation of a sentence because but always negates that which has taken place or that which it follows. This and this and this, but. So we know that Jesus' body had been put into the tomb. They have closed the tomb. We know that a centurion had had a profession of faith. We know that women had gone and they were standing and watching. And it seems as if when they close the tomb of Jesus, it is the end of story. And the author says, no, the story has not yet ended. And it sounds as if he says the story continues or the story begins with the usage of but. And he says, but Mary Magdalene and the mother of Jesus remained. And that for me is important. That's what Holy Saturday is about. They remained. And I'm taken by this beautiful word in the scriptures. Remain with me. When Jesus goes up to Gethsemane to pray, he asks Peter, James, and John, and he says to them, please remain with me. In the Gospel of John, chapter 15, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Unless you remain in me, as I remain in the Father, you have no life in you. If you go back and you read that story in that Gospel of John, chapter 15, Count how many times the word remain is used. Remain in me as I remain in you. That the beauty of the word to remain gives us a sense of stability. It gives us a sense of anchoring. And that's what we ask the Lord to do. And we find this with these two women. We know that Mary of Magdala was a great friend of Jesus. And many argue that seven demons had been exorcised from her. So she looks at Jesus and she has a history. She can share a testimony. We know Mary, the mother of Jesus, she has lost a son. And so these two women are able to say to us, even in the midst of confusion, in deep hurt, and pain remain, stay. Sometimes in life, we are so quick in looking for solutions. We want something to end now. We want clarity. We want answers. We, 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 we struggle with sitting still. We struggle with the words, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't have a solution. We struggle with those words. We feel those words are inadequate. We feel those words, somehow they reveal that we are failures or somehow they reveal that we are incompetent. 
Meanwhile, those words are powerful. They allow us to share with the universe. They allow us to be one with nature. They give us the ability to wait on things. And there are a lot of things in life in which we truly and totally have no answers to. There are certain things we will never fully understand, let alone grasp. And so the, the, the waiting, the remaining is important. And the other ministry which I find absolutely important, it is to remain with faith. Remain with faith even though you do not fully understand what's going on. It is the love that pushes, that urges, that sustains Mary to stay with her son. And I can imagine as they take down the body of Jesus and they lay the lifeless body of Jesus onto the arms of his beloved mother. And as you go and you look at the piata that you find in the Vatican, you, you look at this lifeless body being carried by this woman who carries a child. And you wonder how many questions must have gone through Mary's head, looking at the son she gave birth to. Yes, she's looking at the son of God. She's looking at the savior of the universe. But Jesus does not stop being her son. And yet Mary is able to internalize her pain and suffering. And how many of our people are suffering. How many of our people suffer silently. They do not know how to verbalize it. They do not know how to make sense of it. How many of our families suffer. How many of us suffer in anguish in our thoughts, psychologically, and we dare not talk about it? How many people suffer anxiety and depression, unable to share? How many of us suffer spiritually, having to come to terms and to grasp the life we have lived, the lies we have lived, the truth we have never told, the stories we have never shared, the confessions we've never made. And so you see in the ability to remain, there's so much healing. And sometimes the world needs to slow down. We need to slow down. We need to heal the world. We need to heal our community. We need to heal our family. Have the ability to remain and to stay at the tomb. I love how Matthew puts the story. They remained sitting there facing the tomb. They looked at the tomb and they had to realize that Jesus has died. 
someone they loved the most was dead. And death lives and gives us lots of mixed emotions. But the most beautiful reality here is that these two women are able to sit and to look at death, to look at the tomb and to face it. And in life, there are certain things that I need to face. To look at it. To hold the bull by its horns. And to realize, maybe I've been running away from this way too long. I need to face it. Healing sometimes demands that I become honest with myself. Healing sometimes demands that I face my own demons. Healing sometimes demands I look at the things that I have put in a closet way too long. And we know what death has to do. It offers us lots of experiences. The fear of what will become of our loved ones. The fear of what will become of us who remain behind. But the ability or the access to faith makes everything possible. No matter what we go through in our own lives, I strongly believe that in faith and with hope, we can look at the tomb. We can look at ourselves. And sometimes we need to forget about anyone else and be honest with ourselves and take a moment for self-introspection, self-reflection, self-retreat, where in the presence of God, in light of remaining, sitting, facing the tomb, what is it that the Lord is inviting me to? This is an Easter Saturday. We call it Holy Saturday. And we can make every experience count. Let God speak into our hearts. Let him direct our actions. May Almighty God be with you. May he give you the courage. May he bless us as we journey through life, reflective beings. May Mother Mary, who stood and who now sit looking at the tomb, may she remain with us. May Almighty God bless and protect you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen.